Psalm 98, verse 1 to 3. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvellous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to Israel, and all the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. For God so loved the world that he gave his, own, his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have an eternal life. For God did not send his Son to the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. <laughs> Thank you, Carla. Well done. That's great. Thanks, Carla. Uh, isn't it great to have um, uh, Carla join us and read that for us? But Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Uh, my name's uh, Duncan. If we haven't met, I'd love to meet you afterwards. I'm the pastor here at Trinity Church, Victor Harbour. Uh, and Christmas is a great time to celebrate. Over the last few weeks at, uh, as a church, we've been, as Steve mentioned, looking at a number of psalms leading up to today, Psalm 98, this great psalm, a song in the Bible of celebration. We've uh, read uh, a number of psalms trying to help us to prepare our hearts for today or for uh, the reality that today speaks into, uh, the reality of Christmas, of God coming into the world. Uh, we've, we've thought about longing for God to come. We've thought about uh, uh, singing praise to him. We've thought about awe and wonder uh, as we approach Christmas. Today we're going to um, settle into this great psalm and hear what it has to say to us about the good news of Christmas and why today can be a day of great joy for all people. Uh, but uh, Christmas is many things to many people, isn't it? Um, maybe to you, Christmas is this. Can I have the next photo up? There we go. Okay. I just took a photo of our kitchen table before coming. Uh, maybe... No, I didn't. Uh, no, that's, uh, this is uh, a feast. This is what Christmas is to you. Maybe the next one is what Christmas is to you. Uh, I also took a photo of our Christmas tree just before coming. Isn't that right, kids? No, no, it's not. Uh, maybe maybe uh, Christmas is about presents. <laughs> I just can't fathom that. Can you? <laughs> Unbelievable. Ridiculous. Uh, or maybe this is what you're really looking forward to getting into over lunch. The next one, Christmas cracker jokes. Um, I thought the Hardings would like this one. What do you get if a sheep walks under a rain cloud? A sheep who is under the weather. Oh, okay, maybe, maybe, um, maybe for you, uh, Christmas is, you know, that's one of the things, your highlights you're looking forward to. Or maybe this is more it. The next one. Yeah, yeah, so you kind of do the Christmas thing, you have the lunch out of the way, and then it's snuggle up with a Christmas tree and go to sleep. Uh, or maybe one more, maybe that you're actually looking forward to Boxing Day. Yeah. <laughs> well, Christmas is all of those things, isn't it? It's all of those things and many more. Um, what we're going to hear, though, today from the Bible is God's view of what Christmas is ultimately about. Uh, we're going to hear that it's something that's, that, 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 that there's something about Christmas that's there for you. It's there for you, even if you take away the feast. Even if you took away all the presents, um, even if you missed your cracker joke this year, uh, even if you didn't get a nap, even if the Boxing Day test got cancelled, <laughs> uh, here is something about Christmas, the ultimate reason for Christmas from God's perspective. Uh, maybe for you, Christmas actually doesn't have those things anyway. Uh, maybe for you, Christmas... 
uh, is a time tinged with loneliness more than feasting or sadness more than joking, restlessness more than napping. Um, wherever you're at, Christmas, the, wherever you're at, the, the, there is good news for you this morning as we gather together. Um, there's three things that Christmas is about. Three things from this psalm that Christmas is about uh, and three things that it can be about for you if you'll receive it today. First one, as we uh, maybe you picked it up as you read, there's a word that was repeated all through that psalm as Carla read it out so well for us. The first, number one thing, Christmas is all about salvation. Christmas is all about salvation. Um, this is one of the iconic images from this year. Uh, you probably recognise it. Uh, it's not great resolution, but you'll know the story, right? Uh, one of the iconic images of 2008. It's a big salvation story. You remember the story? Twelve boys and their football coach got trapped deep in this uh, incredible cave system in Thailand, flooded, this flooded cave system. Uh, and there was, um, the, the whole world held its breath, right? Until this unbelievable, unexpected, almost impossible rescue took place. Um, it's the, these guys who seemed to be without hope. They couldn't save themselves, could they? They were totally trapped. There was no way they could save themselves. Um, they needed salvation from the outside. Well, Christmas, friends, is the ultimate cave rescue. The story of Christmas is that into a world that was stuck, into a world that was without hope, into a world that couldn't save itself, to people who were stuck, to people who were without hope, to people who couldn't save themselves, God came from the outside in. He came down to earth from heaven, who is God and Lord of all. He came to do for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. Um, Psalm 98 was written before Jesus, but it spoke about his coming. It'll be up on the screen. I'm just running us through it again because it's such a beautiful celebration of this salvation that Christmas speaks to you about. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvellous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. There is a saving that all the ends of the earth need. There is a saving that you today need there's a cave that we're all in because of our own selfishness and pride our rejection of god what the bible calls sin this cave cuts us off from light and life but christmas tells of the god who got into the muck to drag us out of it to rescue us who went into the cave to pull us out who came and died and rose again to do that to enter our death and breathe new life into us. Uh, but notice that if you read the psalm, there's something else in these few verses too. Christmas is about salvation. Um, but it's not just salvation that God kind of does gritting his teeth. It's not, something that, it's not just salvation that he does kind of unwillingly, kind of feeling obligated to, I better go and save these guys. Uh, do you see that in verse 3 as we read through it? He remembered his love. And his faithfulness. 
Christmas is about salvation, but Christmas is also about love. It's not just a salvation that comes to you kind of begrudgingly. It's a salvation that is given, offered to you because of the great overflowing love of God. Um, biggest love story of the year is, of course, come on. Let's have it up on the screen. Biggest love story of the year. Yes, of course. Oh, I'm surprised no one said it. The, the wedding. The, no, no, people are shaking their heads. No, 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 no. Uh, no, no. Oh, well, you know, it kind of caused a bit of, a bit of press, didn't it? We love a good love story. Uh, it kind of captures our attention um, and it catches the world's imagination. We love a good love story, but here is the love story that is the best one of them all. Actually, far better than the, the greatest love story of 2018. Here's the greatest love story ever told. God's love for his world. And we heard it read out by Carla again, John 3.16, one of the most famous verses in the Bible. It'll be on the screen. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Christmas is about salvation, a salvation that you and I need and is freely offered to you. Christmas is about love, a salvation that is given out of a heart of love. Thank you, God, for your great love for this world. Thank you that you sent Jesus to save us. Thank you that he died on the cross for our sins and that he rose again so we can have eternal life with you. Please help those who are sad or lonely this Christmas to turn to you. Please help us all to remember your love and your salvation this Christmas. In Jesus' name, Amen. Psalm 98 verses 4 to 9. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of singing, with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout for joy before the Lord, the King. Let the sea resound and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap, let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth, and he will judge the people in righteousness and the people with equity. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Regard and Abby. Uh, well, Christmas. Christmas is about, who can remember? Salvation. Christmas is about love. One more thing that Christmas is about that this psalm opens up for us, uh, and it takes up the rest of the psalm. It's the kind of overflowing theme of it. Um, but before we get there, you probably can pick up what it is. It's actually it's in your handout, so you can read what it is. Uh, but um, uh, which, we're looking at big stories from the year. Uh, and, of course, one of the big stories for those who follow the footy was this one. Uh, it was a picture of celebration. Are there any Hawthorne fans here? Yeah, okay. Well, there's one happy person in the room, at least. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, it's a picture of real celebration, right? That's always the time when the, the, the one time of the year where you see a picture of people who are 
um, celebrating and totally kind of happy. Um, but that, that may not have made you celebrate, I don't know, maybe it kind of made you weep uh, or, or not. Maybe that's not your thing and you're kind of not that interested. But imagine, I want you to imagine whatever it is that would make you celebrate like that. Whatever it is for you that would make you celebrate like that, would make you put your arms around your friends and sing uh, without thinking about what anyone else thought of you, um, sing with a kind of fresh joy, uh, an open-hearted celebration. What, what, what would it be for you? What would it be for you? I want you to imagine that. Take that and ramp it up about a million times and then you've got some sort of picture of what's going on in the rest of this psalm that Abby read out for us. We have something like what's on view here. Abby read it. I'm going to read it again because it's just... This, the end of this psalm is just filled with that kind of joy. From verse 4, Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of singing, with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout for joy before the Lord, the King. Let the sea resound and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples with equity. See what's happening there? The news that God is coming. This was written again before Jesus, before the first Christmas. But it was written as if it was looking back at this time that God would come. The news that God is coming is news that would make you sing. And if you don't, you see what's going on in that psalm, it's, it's almost as if it's saying, look, if you're not going to sing, the mountains are going to, the rivers are going to. Yeah, it's uncontainable. If you're going to sit there and not sing, then everything else will. Okay? This is how good this news is. The rivers will sing, the mountains will sing. Well, friends, what this psalm looked ahead to, it turned out to be even more amazing than what you could have hoped for when, you, when the first readers of this psalm would have read it and sung. Uh, Christmas is the... Do you notice at the end of the psalm, it said the, 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 this joy flows out because the Lord is coming to judge, to judge the world. And we looked at this a few weeks ago, uh, uh, another psalm that talked about this and reflected on how in the Bible the judgment of God is fundamentally a wonderful thing, a thing that we all long for. Actually, the world to be put right. Um, but there is a problem because uh, for the world to be put right, that dividing line between good and evil cuts through every human heart, if you remember that when we were here. But the news of Christmas is the news that the judge has come not to judge, but to himself be judged. To take the judgment his people deserve so that they could be saved. They could be dragged out of the cave and brought into the lights. Restored to life with God forever. That's how great his love for this world is. That's how great his love for you is. If you'll receive it. This, this one will come again to judge and make all things right. And on that day, for those who trust him, who receive this good news with joy, we, you will be welcomed into his eternal life.
One of the um, most famous songs around Christmas time is the song Joy to the World, right? Um, uh, most of us will have heard it. Most of us will be very familiar with it. One of the best-known carols. It was written by a guy called Isaac Watts, uh, but it was actually written as a paraphrase of this psalm. It was written sort of responding to, reflecting on this psalm. We're about to sing it. As we sing it, I'm gonna inv- I want to invite you to sing it, as it, like the psalm says, to sing a new song. It's an old song, but to sing it in a new way. To sing it with a heart that is newly touched by this salvation that is offered to you, by this love of God that is real and deep. I don't know what's going on for you this Christmas. Um, I'm sure that for many, amid the celebrations, there's pain and sadness, perhaps even guilt. But here is good news for you. There's good news through any circumstance. Christmas is about salvation, freely offered. Christmas is about salvation motivated by love. That's why Christmas means joy to the world. That's why it means joy to the world. I'm going to pray, then we'll sing, and then Nate's going to pray for us as well. Um, Let me pray. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, our God, we pray that you might fill us with joy and peace today. I pray for any who do not know your love. Uh, Open our eyes, open our hearts to the reality of the good news of Christmas, that we might live saved by you, loved by you, and in the joy that flows out of that. We thank you for this time, and we uh, pray that you might continue to Give us your peace and joy this Christmas time in the midst of any circumstance. And we pray that for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen.